1: Taylor Hendricks and I'm Brandon Kiley. It's BK and ferrario here on 101 ESPN. Alex, you know I'm a complete nerd when it comes to the NFL draft. I love this time of the year. I'm going to be up in Kansas City this time next week as we take in this year's NFL draft. And Seth Walder has been covering the draft. He's an ESPN sports analytics writer, specifically over at ESPN. You can find him on Twitter at Seth Walder. And he's been part of the team that's been building this ESPN NFL mock draft simulator. You guys can check this out. It is worth your time. I've Going to spend way too much time on this over the next week or so. (laughs) www.espnsportsanalytics.com slash NFL dash Sam. Or you could just go over to Seth Walder's Twitter. That's an easier way to go about it. At Seth Walder. Seth joins us now here on 101 ESPN. Seth, I have to imagine this has been a massive undertaking for you guys over at ESPN. How are you doing today? Congratulations on building uh, something that I'm going to be spending hours on over the next week.
0: (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, we aim we to distract. How about, how about I put it that way? You know, uh, no credit to my colleagues uh, Brian Burke and uh, and Chris Harden, who actually who actually built this. This is like a, a derivative project that came out of our draft date predictor, uh, which we ha- which we've had for a couple of years. But yeah, I mean, I think we've all loved you know this to like this, the ability to be the GM, make a trade, you know, move up or, or down the draft board and uh, and pick who, who you want to pick. I've been wasting my time on it as well.
1: So Seth, you, you mentioned you guys have a bunch of models as well that you work with over at ESPN. And w- when you're looking at this NFL draft from the analytics perspective, I'm just going to ask you kind of a big picture question. Is this
0: a good draft? Ooh, uh, interesting. I think like, it's hard for me to say from an analytics perspective because largely that's just informed by like, I think scouting and what we hear. I mean, sure. it certainly sounds like it's a little bit, a little bit of a like a down draft overall, but I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time like getting a feel like, I don't know. Do, are we even good at knowing when we have good drafts or <laughs> bad drafts? I'm not, even. I'm not even sure. So, uh, Yeah, I think like maybe a little bit down, but there's there's also some real quarterback prospects on the top, so it'll be interesting. I'll
2: I'll guarantee that. Uh, Seth, I'm glad you brought up the quarterbacks because that's been the biggest topic that we've been having on our show, and frankly, I imagine around the NFL is where are these top quarterbacks going to go? Are they going to be the first four selections? Are teams going to be moving out of it? So when you've done these simulators, which I imagine, like you said, you've been spending way too much time on this, Uh, how has the simulator gone about these quarterbacks playing out?
0: So, you can kind of see like the underlying data. So, we, if you go to ESNSportsAnalytics.com, you can check out the draft date predictor, which is our model that produces the range of outcomes. And that's what really fuels the simulator underneath. And so, the, the predictor is built on expert mock drafts and team needs and uh, scouts and grades and how predictive those things in the past have been at predicting the draft. Uh, and so, when we look at the quarterbacks in this year's class, I think Bryce Young is the favorite to go one. Uh, I know there's a lot of rumors about C- whether, whether the Texans will really take C.J. Stroud at number two. Uh, even if they don't, if they trade the pick, maybe that, maybe somebody else will take Stroud. He's certainly the favorite right now, though. It's possible that uh, as we get closer to the draft, if that rumor starts to pick up steam, then the mock drafts will maybe react accordingly and therefore the predictor. But we tend to think, that, or the, the remodels tend to have: it go young one, Stroud two. Uh, who knows exactly right there after that? But yeah, I think like the the chalk thing would maybe be you know Anderson three, Richardson four, and then Levis goes somewhere else in the top ten. I think that would be like the the chalk thing that happens. So, Seth,
1: one of the things that I'm curious about, because I, I'm not buying any of this nonsense that Houston's going to pass on a quarterback at two and then trade up from 12 to go get whoever the guy is that remains afterwards. That It seems silly to me when you look at the numbers behind what these quarterbacks have been in years past, the value of what a quarterback brings from your perspective, Seth. How would you recommend, if you were uh, somebody that was on a board or something, you're talking to Nick Casario, how would you recommend they go about it if they wanted to get a quarterback and they were saying, hey, 2-12, how how do we go about this, Seth?
0: Okay, so let's say I I agree with you. Like The idea that they would take Anderson at 2 and then trade up again to like 5 or 6 or something and take Levis, I mean, that would be dumb because, like, the, the best thing you can do is ha- – the best thing you can have is, like, draft a first-round quarterback without having to trade up. You pay a ton of extra wasted capital when you trade up. So if they really are saying, well, we like, let's just say they, they're locked in on a guy and they don't want to take him at two, they feel like that's, that's kind of a waste, then the, there's only two options, I think. You could take him at two or you can trade down. The worst thing, I think, is what you described taking a guy, a non QB at two, and trading up. That's like, that's just wasting draft capital when you don't need to.
2: So, uh, on the quarterback side of things, Seth, I, I mean, this is going to be such a, an odd question, but we've had a lot of debate about. Anthony Richardson and the success that he could have in the NFL, and I'm not sure if the simulator projects anything like this. But when you look at a guy who going into the start of the draft conversation was maybe expected to be middle of the half draft, maybe late in the first round, now we're talking about him potentially going top five. How much does the simulator or projections look at a player like that and look at the success he could have?
0: really like- I mean, we're we're basing this on the mocks, so in some ways, uh, as the as the general consensus on him has seemed to risen, or the consensus at least outside the league, then so too of the box the predictor. I think like the argument is pretty easy to understand though. Like I think we can all say this guy's got incredible upside. And what what are you shooting for here in the beginning of this draft? Beginning of a draft, you're shooting for upside. Lots of these guys are not going to pan out. We know that. Year after year, people, you know, we, we we see the draft, and we know that many of these players. We know the players in the top ten. We know a quarterback taken at two, a three, four, one. They can all they can all bust, and often do. So if you're looking at it, you say, "Hey, if we hit on this guy and he re- and he works out, he's really going to work out," and so you can justify it. I think that's certainly understandable.
1: We're talking to Seth Walder for just another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. You can check out all their work at ESPNSportsAnalytics.com slash NFL dash draft. That is where you can find all of this. The predictor, you want to go in, you want to do the simulator, you can do all of that over there on that site. You can also find it on his Twitter account at Seth Walder. Uh, Seth, if you're looking at your own like prior knowledge and you're looking at the simulator, you're looking at the predictor, what is your favorite bet? Like, if you were just making a bet today on uh, maybe a first player taken out of position or an over/under spot that that are available right now at sportsbooks? Do you have anything in particular in the first round that you're looking at?
0: Yes, I do. My favorite bet I have it because it's, uh, it's top of mind for me right now. First linebacker taken, Trenton Simpson is plus six hundred over at FanDuel, and by our numbers, and we don't have we we have to run simulations to get a precise probability that he's the first linebacker taken. So I can't give you that because we don't, we don't have that quite ready yet. We're we're working on that for next week. But if you look at the distribution that I just tweeted them a couple minutes ago between Trenton Simpson, Jack Campbell, and Drew Sanders, that's probably the three candidates for, to be the first off ball linebacker taken. We have Simpson as being, as having like the most favorable distribution. In other words, the earliest he might come off the board is first. And by the time, uh, Sanders and Campbell, he's just nudged up a little bit. We just, on average, we think that Simpson's going to be taken a little bit earlier than those other two guys. It's not a lot. It's definitely not a lot, but it's plus 600. And, uh, and so to me, that is the, the bet that I am uh, absolutely most into right this moment.
1: If you had to do an over under at a position, one, one that I know everybody's going to be looking at is the quarterbacks this year, the over under on FanDuel, which you just referenced is set at four and a half with the heavy juice on the under Hinden Hindenhooker is really the one that kind of stands out as being potentially that fifth guy based on what you guys have on the draft day predictor. Do you think he ends up going in the first round?
0: What, what's the juice Because we have it so close to 50-50. It's
1: minus 130 on the under. And I mean, it's basically even have, money on the
0: over. I mean, we wouldn't have a value, I don't think, either way. I mean, I'm looking at it right now, and we're basically at a, I don't know, maybe I am sort of eyeballing it because I don't have the I don't have the precise numbers on it. Maybe it's like a 51% chance he get he's not selected in the first round, but it's right there. I mean, we're right on market. I wouldn't I wouldn't feel like we have a we have a bet on that because uh I think yeah, it's uh, that we're right there on that. 50-50.
1: Seth, I'm going to spend way too much time on this draft day predictor and the simulator. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today, making us smarter about the NFL draft. Everybody's going to be hopping over there, I'm sure, over the next week or so. Uh, appreciate you guys and the hard work that you've put into this. We'll talk with you again soon, man.
0: Thank you. And for folks at home, I just want to say, too, this will update. The ESPN SportsAnalytics.com, the draft day predictor, will update live during the draft. So if you're a fan of a team, you're wondering if a guy's going to fall to you, The probabilities will update after every pick during the draft, so it's a fun thing to watch as it's going
1: on. That's awesome. Seth, we appreciate the time as always, man. Thanks for hopping on with us today.
0: Thank you, guys.